he's like really into UFC and stuff. And he was like, I'm going to send email you like a whole list of questions. Um, are these good, Julie? Hello. Hello. Yeah. For the FA? Um, For the what? Financial advisor. Trying yeah. to be hip with the uh, yeah. abbreviations. Listen, don't use these terms. I don't, no, don't FA. be hip because yeah. I'm a grandma. But Karen, Are you a Karen? Self-proclaimed Karen? I'm a Karen when it comes to cats. Damn, I sound stuffy on here, don't I? Stuffy? I'm a bit stuffy. I don't think you sound stuffy. All right, word. I think you sound fine. Um, no, I met with him the other day and he gave me um, a whole list of questions to ask. Right. So so if I'm in the mood to be like know-it-all professional, mm-hmm. then I have a whole list. The backup? Mm-hmm. Is it even a backup or is it? No, it's not a backup. I don't really like, I'm trying not to, I don't even use anything. What's wrong over there? You like these chairs? Do I'm you not? not? Sure. I'm not sure how I feel about them. Okay, scoot it in if you need to so you can lean back or get comfortable. Can I hold this or yes. is this weird? No, you can hold it, but I don't know if that's comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can bang out the whole interview you like this. Let me say, hold on. No, and you know what? The me- the men that have come on are not liking my mic setup. How do you, what mics do you Well, I'm do short, have, so it's like, do you have mics yeah, I got go? the boom arm. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Clip it to this. This is a nice table though, so I don't know if you want to fuck it up. Could, I could do those. Maybe Gator I'll have to Works, do that I think, is the brand. I have those, and then there's another one that... Um, I don't know what to do with my hands right now. Is this put them issue. here. This proper. Yeah, this it is doesn't proper. have to be proper. I feel like this is good spine alignment here now. <laughs> Ergonomic. Okay, listen. You have just showed me that... I need to put my phone on. You just showed me that my setup sucks. I like the round table. Okay, well, I don't know how to fix it. Listen, if you want to lean back and like go like this kind of thing, by all means. It's, that's not that comfortable, though. I'll be shuffling. I'm kind of a fidgety person anyway. I am so. too. So we can both just be yep. fidgeting around the whole time. I've had a lot of caffeine today also. Did you want more caffeine or are you good? <sighs> I'm probably good. I'll be okay. pissed. I got a weak bladder, so I'll be pissed. Oh, like great. A motherfucker if I do. Okay, that's fine. Good thing we can cut. Um, so yeah, met with him. I have my, I have some good questions, but I'm not going to ask them unless I need to. But I don't okay. think I need to because I studied them. You did? Yeah. You're, are they memorized? Um... Not the ones with like, because he gave me like all these cool names of people. I don't know all of that stuff. So that's going to be your job to explain that. Because okay. This is being filmed too? No shit. Damn, y'all are professional up in uh, here. Okay, wait. So you have your podcast, but you don't film it? Is it just Mm-mm, all? Just audio. Okay. I feel like the filming is just like, because right now it's very, uh, I don't want to say hobby like in a disparaging way, yeah. but it's not like. No, I know. It's not the cross that I'm dying on. So it's like. Yeah. Yeah, just audio. Should I film it? What do you think, Joy? Yeah, all about it. I th- well, the reason we do is because we started from YouTube, so it's like oh, that's duh, where that we makes pull. Sense. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. Where you guys we have the, the base, you know. Yeah, so there's that. But I did, I did my homework on you, and also just because I wanted to listen, because I never listened before. I listened to your podcast. <laughs> yeah. The first episode. Yeah. The other day. It's pretty cringy, even like you get good at no. talking as it goes on, but my I don't have very smooth no, delivery on that. That's you think what so? I was going to tell you that you did mm. a really good job. I was impressed. It's weird at first, I think. It's very weird. I still even get nervous and I've been doing it for like two years, but you did a really good job, which I wanted to tell you, number one. Number two, I don't know anything really about like fighting or Mm -hmm. UFC and I was still able to listen and enjoy it. Like I had it on just chilling and I was like, damn, he's a good talker. You have a very like good manly listening to voice. (laughs) That's a compliment right there. It is because I like it. You should make a Hallmark card that says that shit on it. I will. And you have this kind of like country twang going on you're not the only person so it's like obviously you don't sound like i'm sure you listen to your own shit and in your head you don't sound it sounds horrible it sounds like weird i fucking myself. hate yeah. this but 
It's weird. I don't know where the fuck it comes from because in my head I don't hear it. But like I'll listen to some interviews. It's like I sound like a fucking hillbilly out there. I don't get it. I, I think it's Reister's Town. Reister's Town. I've heard Maryland too. accent. I don't know if that's a thing. Yeah, people say that too. People say it about me, but I don't think I have the twin. You definitely have the Maryland accent, but not like the country. Yeah. I don't know where the fuck I get it from. The country drawl I've been accused of having. But. Well, you got it, but it sounds good for the podcast. But your podcast is mainly about fighting UFC, all of that, right? Yep, yep. And... Because it's like what I know best, obviously, mm-hmm. I'd like to, and we talked about it on the phone the other day, like kind of roganize it a little bit and yeah, like talk to different people in different walks of life. Like I'm interested mm-hmm. in a bunch of different shit other than fighting. Like sometimes like, I don't want to say I'm burnt out, but I don't know, Some like staying on top of it, trying to get good. And that's what my partner Evan for uh, for the podcast is like way better at, you know, studying fight. I don't want to say studying fights, but he keeps up with it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's like, it's almost, I don't want to say it's like doing homework, but it's kind of like that, but. I mean, it is I'm rambling, you have, but in a way you kind of have to figure out what you're going to talk about for like, yeah, because we do we do fight picks and fucking he's a degenerate gambler. So he pays attention to the lines and all that. Yeah. And I say that in a, like a complimentary way. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'd like to talk to a bunch of different people eventually, but I got to cut my teeth mm-hmm. at some point. I feel like if I come in too wide, people will be disinterested. But that's kind of what you're going for, I guess, is just, yeah, I'm just anyone and everyone. Mm-hmm. And it takes time. I mean, like. People, the show before, I mean, as I'm sure you know, it was just me and Claudia. So it was all girls, basically. And now it's like last week was my first one with Jason for the Afghanistan stuff. And it's you can tell that like the current audience. Is, Jason Goldstein? Yeah. You didn't watch it? No, So sorry. I watched one of yours and you didn't watch one of so mine. So I listened to the first two, the one okay, with good. <laughs> Kennedy is number one, right? Yep. She's another Cedarmere alum. Uh-huh. A lot of talent coming out of Cedarmere yeah. Elementary. Yeah, but, uh, and then Brandon's, which I thought I was disappointed. I thought that he's kind of throwing shade at uh, the old elementary school at the beginning. You know, sounded Maybe. sounded uninteresting. <laughs> so I got a beef with him over that. That's fucked up. Maybe but, you yeah, guys can uh, hash him, it out. Him and I go way like fucking. I think fourth grade is mm-hmm. when, and then we rode the same bus to middle school and shit. And then he always says you're school. like the only uh, the only other person that came out doing something big. Out of uh, like, I don't know if that's true. There's a lot of well, there you know like a lot cool of successful stuff. Folks. Everybody's successful in their own way, but I think I think he means like kind of well known, if that makes sense, like more on the social media right. aspect kind of thing. That's you guys, international superstars. You're a superstar point. too, okay? And Bryce you're and, and, and I'm going to have you ex- explain yeah. your your stardom over there. Really? So from the jump? From the jump, I want to hear it. Shit, all. From I the know. Jump. I feel like as far back as I know is that the way that you got into all of it, from what I would assume, would be from wrestling, right? Yep, grew okay. up. Grew up wrestling, I want to say third grades when I started and then all through high school. I was 12 season athlete, so football, wrestling, and lacrosse. I was like, I was decent, I would say, kind of like upper decent. Like I, I went to States a couple times, never place. But uh, that's one, like I try not to have a whole lot of regrets, but I feel like if I would have just focused on wrestling for like year round, no football or lacrosse, I would be, I would have done better in high school, but I'd be right now, I'd be a, a better wrestler, which I think is the strongest base. But at any rate, yeah, so grew up wrestling, loved watching the sport. I think my freshman year, yeah, my freshman year is when I got into it, real hard watching it. Wrestling season was over my senior year, didn't place in states, which was one of my goals. So it was just like a sobering moment afterwards. It's like, fuck, there's like, this competition is kind of over. And I was an angry kid in high school for sure, definitely second half of high school. And like, I mean, as long as I, as long as I can remember, I've always had a chip on my shoulder. So it's like one of those things I'd watch the sport and be like, you know what? I feel like this is some shit that I could do. Mm-hmm. So like it was May of my senior year after wrestling. Yeah, May or yeah, it was May. Went to an MMA gym 
in Eldersburg, which I don't train at anymore, uh, there was a seminar going on there with a guy who was in the UFC at the time. And then started training MMA. May had my first amateur fight a couple months later in August. And then, yeah, that was, I was 18 when I had my first fight. And I think I had eight amateur fights, turned professional at the age of 21. And then, yes, and that was 2015. Lost my debut, which sucked. That was like one of the more shaping moments of my career mm -hmm. thus far. And yeah, and uh, so I've been a professional since 2015, got signed to the UFC in 2020. So and what was the process like for that, like getting signed with the UFC? Is that something that you kind of have to... Can I swallow my gum real quick? <laughs> yes, you can do anything. All right, <laughs> Is that going to like, does that come out or does that stick to your... Remember the old, it was like seven years <laughs> it would stay in? Is pretty it true? Sure. No, that's bullshit. Okay. I'm pretty, or I hope so, or else I'll be fucked. I stay swallowing. Well, don't, don't choke on the live show, please. Yep. <laughs> Get it. Are you an EMT by any chance, Julie? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Do you know the Heimlich? Nope. All right. I don't either. You die right here, right now. Yeah. All right. I mean, it, it might make for good content, though, so. That's awful. <laughs> what an awful thing to say. <laughs> sorry. I'm leaning this back. Go ahead. You're nah, good. Nah, I can't do that. Here, do this. Try to make, do this Can you thing. extend this? No, no, but you could tilt Same it down Italian. kind of. Gator works. It's mm. it's so you can be like here with it, you know. I know. I need okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the fucking mics next time. All right. Just trying to help over here. I now you know you made the decision for me. So the UFC. Mm-hmm. So I did this event called Contender Series where you go down in Vegas and fight in front of Dana White, who's the president of the UFC and, a, and like the whole brass and it was during COVID, it was weird. It was there was no one there. So it's like back in the day you could I think each person got four tickets or whatever. So it's like your real close homies are watching, but it was production, UFC brass. Everyone's like separated all throughout the room. So if you go and you have like a win doesn't guarantee you a contract, but if you have a good win, they sign you. So I went and the dude I was supposed to fight pulled out like literally the week before, ended up fighting someone else, beat him by decision. They were like, so afterwards they do the whole shit and they were like, you didn't get a contract tonight, but come back. That was in September. That was like September 1st. They're like, we want you to come back in November. We're doing this shit for like another five weeks or whatever it was. No, it was longer than that. But so yeah, I came back, won again. And then that's when they gave me the contract. I had my UFC debut in May of 2021 in Texas, which was in front of, in front of people. It was dope. It was like one of the first crowds back in the, as far as in, yeah, it was the second card back that like the world was opened up. It was mm -hmm. in Houston, Texas. And it was cool. Won by decision. And then I lost my last fight by decision, which sucks. But So I'm sure when you're fighting and there's all those people just watching live, is it like a huge adrenaline rush type of thing? So I try I try for it not to be. It was definitely mm -hmm. way cooler fighting in front of people than the contender series shit. But I, don't, I try to be as like present here and now, focus on. Right. But uh, it was pretty sick. In the third round, I was, I was beating him. I was like way up, especially after the second round. And then the third round, he came out strong and landed a couple – a couple strikes and the crowd went fucking crazy and he was from texas too mm -hmm. so like that was rad like my head felt like it was about to explode it was super loud and it was like it was only the second fight so it wasn't like a super super packed arena it's gonna be pretty crazy full full on 20 something thousand people screaming yeah but yeah i try not to pay attention to the crowd but it's it's definitely way better than like the five people or whatever even the last so the ufc has its own facility called the apex where they'll have like free fights like if there's a fight on at yes on ESPN plus and it's in Vegas like it's going to be in the apex and it's it's small it's limited my last fight was there and that's where my contender series ones 
I, they sell tickets, but I think they're super expensive because it's limited crowd or whatever. Yeah. And that's not that's not nearly as cool as as the crowd either. But so are you still in the UFC? Is mm-hmm. that okay? Yep. But are you taking a break or how does that work? So I was supposed to fight March. I want to say it was the twenty sixth, and the dude got hurt literally like the week before. Was that just yeah, in the training week of, or something? Yeah, I guess okay. he had some training. So the fight was off, and I've been dealing with this back injury for like three three years. I have I have a back injury, which is really beat. And um, so I was like, whatever, stay. It was obviously a bummer because it was like eight weeks worth of work to for nothing. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to stay busy in case something comes up. And I want to say we were training all the way through April. And it was like literally the last kick at the end of like the last minute of a striking session I had with my coach. And like my shit was like was killing. So mm-hmm. yeah, the long and short of it, I've been mostly on the shelf this year dealing with that, but I've been doing a shitload of physical therapy as of late and getting the getting the body back. So I feel really good now physically. So So when do you plan on going back? I'd love to get one by the end of the year. That's okay. my goal. So I kinda wanted to get through August and September. I've been training really hard, but I wanted to see how the body would hold up to it. Like I said. And it's funny because I have weaknesses in my core. So which kind of helps. So there is a surgery to correct it, but it's fusions and shit like that. And it's like, I'm 28 years old. I don't, that's a rather aggressive thing to be doing at this point in my life. So luckily I got some weaknesses in my core, but it's like the last month have been a lot of corrective stuff. So my core would get strong. And then like my hip flexors were killing me. So I've been compensating largely in a terrible way just because of the back injury and all that. So, but physically I feel good. I'd love to get at least one this year. And then I like fighting every three months. That's like ideal three, four months. So if I can get something in December, March, and then. And that would just be on. like one big main match kind of thing every three months, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like one, one fight every three months. Okay. Typically don't fight more than once in a night. Okay, I'm learning. In uh, Russia, they do that shit though. Really? Yeah. Russia. And I think in back in the day in Japan, they would do that. I don't know. That's fucking. Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, in general, I feel like the sport is extremely hard on the body, obviously. So you're training now. But it, I'm assuming that tr- the training you're doing now is a lot different than when you're like actually preparing and training for a fight, right? So it's more sparring when okay. when you have a fight. And like I got some teammates who are fighting, so I'll go in and give them rounds. But I try to kind of keep my sparring down because like obviously brain damage is a thing in this line of work. Yeah, um, I've seen that. It's so scary. Yeah, it's scary as fuck. I don't know the one guy's name, but I saw the guy that got, I think he got like punched really hard or knocked out and now... He has like a permanent, he's like permanently. There's a boxer who you're probably thinking of. That's probably who I'm thinking of. Who's like fucking, I think is a quadriplegic now. Like he's really fucked up. I mean, people die in this shit. This is like more so in boxing than MMA. Okay. And most of the deaths is is coming from the wake up, which we can talk about, which is definitely the worst, the worst part. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's a a really risky business. And uh, I'm sure that I'm doing shit that will affect me later in life. But I feel like I'm chasing something kind of bigger than, than that at this point. I'm just like praying that fucking science has some shit figured out like i don't know if it's stem cell or some elon musk shit to bring my brain back but i'm very cognizant of it like i can count on on one hand the amount of times that i've been dropped so Mm -hmm. i try to keep it but yeah so i guess i'm going all over the place i do more sparring and it's like more it's more focused on a game plan when i have an actual opponent but in the intensity is much more you can't really sustain like a camp level like camp for me is like nine weeks out in in a perfect world nine weeks you can't sustain like that year round, that intensity. So it's periodized, right. you know, hard three weeks. I like doing three or four week, probably three week segments of intensity, focus, shifts and output and all that. So 
This is where it's way more fun for me anyway, because it's like it's way more stress free. I feel like I can learn more in the off season. That's where a lot of guys squander their shit is in the off season because there's not the pressure of the fight. You know, you're learning new shit. You're not just doing one specific. I shouldn't say one specific, but a game plan that's centric around Mm -hmm. one one person. So right now in like in March, the fight that was supposed to happen, I felt really good physically, but mentally it was. It was kind of, I was a little bit burnt out, you know what I'm yeah. saying? A little jaded, but now I feel like I'm I'm back in love with this sport. And uh, it's funny because I had to work a full-time job on top of this shit. There's not a lot of money in this line of work. That's, what was my next question? Yeah, so I was going to so, ask you. So pretty much until I got my contract. So I've been working and I always did blue collar work, hard on the body shit, just what I've been gravitated towards. Um, and like, that's what I grew up doing, like fan, working for my dad back in the day, landscaping shit on the golf course. So yeah, it's it's funny. I have to remind myself that a younger me would like, would, would literally kill to be in the position I am. I am now where I, all I do is fight. And, you know, I coach a little bit at our gym ground control a couple days a week, but yeah, it's, it's living the dream, you know, it's, it's weird, but it's, it's rad at the same time. No, I I think that's amazing. And like I was telling you, I don't know obviously much about the sport at all, but what I can tell you is that when my mom and I, I think it, I don't know if it was during quarantine or maybe, maybe a little bit before or after, but I feel like watching UFC and even boxing too, like mm-hmm. those were so intriguing to me just because it's to watch that people are willing to just like throw their body in a ring, you know what I mean? And just be that vulnerable and just really go all at it and use the skill is just amazing to me. And I'm, I want to learn more because I think like I'm intrigued by it, but I don't know anything about it really. And so when it comes to, because so UFC is the main thing, Yeah, right? it's like the, the UFC is to mixed martial arts, which is a sport, is what okay. NFL is, is to football. So and it's then like you the, wrestle the with, is it like wrestling is within it also? Is yeah, that so mi- mixed martial arts, it's wrestling, okay. jiu-jitsu, which is like the, the submissions when you see someone tap out, that's a submission. Kickboxing, Muay Thai, which is like a lot of clinch, which is up close, elbows and knees. Yeah, wrestling. I probably said that. Boxing. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's mixed martial arts. It's it's a okay. lot of them. And there's there's a few rules. Like you can't twelve to six elbow mm-hmm. for some dumb reason, and you can't you obviously you can't kick people in the balls or fish you know fish hook them. Well, no eye pokes. And like if someone's down three points of contact, like and especially if both knees are down in the UFC anyway. In Asia, you can do whatever you want really, but in the UFC, you can't knee or kick them to the head. But yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just. All the the disciplines combined into one right. one fighting system. Wow, interesting. So are you, you do, looking to train it? Maybe you should swing by the gym one day. Maybe I think Claudia I did way back in the day. I don't think I'd be mom. able to. I think I could punch somebody once, good, and then it would be game over because I have like fake hair and stuff, so that would probably get ripped out. Well, you don't have to. You don't actually have to hit anyone or get hit. You can come well, in, learn technique. I mean, you can if you want. I guess. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like that's the fun part of it. No. Yeah. And I mean, hitting someone. I, mean, is, I don't yeah, have any technique. All I know how to that's do what is, you'd be. is swing a punch. That's what, and that's that's what I think. Technique is king. Like athleticism is great, mm-hmm. but that's what I show. So I teach a kickboxing class Tuesday, Thursday at our gym. It's all beginners. I don't know if there's sometimes some some people who have fights will come in, but that's what I I preach to them is like technique is literally everything in this line of work. So how old are the kids that usually come in that you're training? Like sixteen, seventeen, or kids? No, I like. Are there, it's oh, mostly so it's adults too? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Like my class is mostly like not to be disparaging, but it's it's like mostly like middle aged women. Okay. So 
I shouldn't say middle age. That's rude. Hopefully they're not listening to this. It's not but, rude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like mom age. So, and then they're be. coming at you teach, like you said, so you teach technique, you teach mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Yeah. Okay, a little burnouts really cool. at the end, you know, but yeah. mostly technique. Cause that's what like, and lately I've been obsessed with footwork. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm doing these high level footwork drills with, you know, soccer moms for back, lack of a better term. That's pretty cool though. Yeah. I love it. I think it, it's been, cause I hate teaching cause I can do something, but I'm terrible at explaining it. Right. So I thought that, you know, I'm just, I thought that I, I wouldn't really like it, but it's been a mm-hmm. lot of fun and it's only a couple hours a week. And then you just had a baby. Right? No, my wife did though. I did not give birth. I hate that shit. That's like when oh, when people say we're pregnant. God. Okay. That's one of my biggest pet peeves in this world. And they'll be like, oh, you just had a, no, I didn't do shit. So your wife just had a baby. Yep. <laughs> and yes. that's great. So has all of this had any like effect on your relationship? Because you guys have been together. Long time. Yeah, since 2009. Okay. 13 years. Crazy. My sophomore year. So she's obviously been like through everything. And right. I mean, from the jump when I was like, hey, there's this. When I was 17, I was like, hey, there's this amateur fight in August. She was like, hell yeah, I think you should do it. So I'm like super lucky in that regard. Her, my parents, her parents, which is like got to be weird watching your your daughter's boyfriend, you know, get in his underwear and get into a fight, you know, but. um, I don't think it's we. It's a sport. Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't know. Like if I have a daughter and that's what her boyfriend, I would probably judge him, you know, if that's what he was into. But. <laughs> but. uh. Yeah, she's been super supportive. And it's it's definitely tough, you know, yeah. especially like, I mean, I get super crabby from the weight cut. Right. And so I'm sure that's annoying to deal with. And it just, like I said, it's a fucking, the sport, this shit weighs on you. You know what I'm saying? It definitely weighs on you. So she's seen me at my lowest and has been, has been my backbone throughout. My family's been great during it. But it's, I mean, it's a super selfish pursuit too, you know, like. You're not on a team. I mean, you know what I'm as far as competition, it's it's literally you. So it's a lot of time, you know, focus on me and around me. And and yeah, it definitely has has its challenges, but it's never I don't think ever it's ever negatively affected, like seriously negatively yeah. affected. She's been nothing but supportive and knows that it's the dream and and she knows how hard I work. It's not like I'm just like I'm fucking around. So right. she's very much in the trenches and sees everything. But yeah, it's tough, and especially like we're damaging our bodies. So I could imagine, you know, it's got to take a toll. Mm-hmm. Going to events with black eyes and cuts and shit like that, and yeah. But now it's been great. It's uh, like I said, I really and it, it'd be weird. Like uh, I was talking to my to my homie about it not long ago, of because I've never had to experience like pursuing a girl in the middle of all this shit. I would imagine it's, it would be very difficult to find someone who's down with it you know because it's you're spending a lot of time at the gym especially like most people are working full-time jobs so you know they're putting their eight hours in go home for like an hour or whatever and then they're they're out all night and the damage it's uh yeah it's got to be challenging yeah i was gonna say we always talk about that too um like brandon and then even because she's with brandon's best friend nick who also is involved Mm -hmm. in social media stuff and we always say that you know, it would be really hard at this point to find someone who accepts accepts what you do. Also, I feel like understands it and then isn't like weird about it because I think that for a lot of people, anything that's out of the norm, it's like hard for people to really understand and support and just kind of fully be there. So I feel like we all are pretty lucky in that sense too. But I, I can't imagine how difficult it would be, like you said, to like have the time and then even just find somebody that would really, I feel like, I feel like you'd always kind of have to, I don't want to say always have to bring the person up, but kind of like you said, like 
always be that backbone and not not take it personally if the person doesn't always have time for you. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's hard. And like I said, I get real cranky, so I'm probably a major douchebag to be around. Yeah. So salute to her for putting up putting up with that. But mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about like in in your mm-hmm. in your situation that is true that you're lucky that kind of you especially with your relationship but your peers also have the same i don't want to say schedule because there is no schedule but similar lines of work Mm so well even there's a lot of people in our line of work that are just not real and genuine so it's like you can find people that do the same thing but are they gonna be genuine and good people probably not there's because there's a lot of them that aren't um so i feel like because we live in Maryland we kind of mm. are lucky with that because I feel like this state in a way keeps us grounded like we're not in the whole LA scene which I think yeah helps. you're not kidding yeah I was at the Reister Sound Festival the other day mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> it is as like small world as small world mm-hmm. gets we are our, our gym ground control we had like one of the float I shouldn't say a float but like we had a spot in the yeah. parade and that's, I'm telling you it's like fucking it's like nothing ever changes no. and nothing ever changes and like shit we we're pretty much townies at this point we bought a crib we were talking about it earlier, mm-hmm. oh, like five years ago now. Yeah, it's probably been five years. So did you buy this move in ready? Like, did you have to do any projects so paint, or anything? I painted the whole thing. Yeah. And was that all I did? Just paint? Oh, I did a couple. I did not that this floor came, but then I replaced the bathroom, the guest bathroom flooring upstairs. Yeah, we do. We bought our house. It was nice, but it was like super, like super duper yeah. dated. So it's like we have a lot of elbow grease with the DIY, like redoing our kitchen. I used to do HVAC. So heating and air conditioning systems, like yeah. right before. So put the AC in. So that's what's burnt up a lot of my free time is the, the home project shit, but I'm never doing that shit again. It's really? so fucking annoying. It, it's, I obviously didn't do anything, but even just being here, watching it mm-hmm. and waiting for it to get done. I was like, this takes forever. And it's a pain in the fucking ass. I feel like even when you get newer type houses, there's always going to be something that I feel like you want to change or something that isn't perfect. Yeah, that's when I think we're going to build our next spot because like yeah, with how I expensive think. shit is, like I'll be looking at Zillow and I don't, there's five, $600,000 houses it's and it's like there's still, like I don't fuck with most of this house, you know? So, I agree. I so, I know because I I have um the emails coming in all the time from like, mm-hmm. the realtor, realtor I was working with and yeah, I mean, same thing, seven, $800,000 houses, even in the millions. Like there was one I saw that was $3 million, and the inside was so dated. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so you buy the house just to put another, you know, couple yeah, hundred like, thousand. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah shit's, so. cr- shit's crazy. But yeah, we just built a uh, a swing set for the boy. He turns one next week. Aww. And uh, even that shit, like I got it from Costco. It was a good deal. And it's like I actually paid someone to do like one days and they didn't finish. And it's just like the never ending shit yeah. from hell. But it's finished now. And that's the shit that annoys me the most right. is home projects these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has your life changed a lot with having a kid or not really? Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely the, like the greatest thing ever. I love, I love my boy and I've been, I come from a big family, so I've been around babies like pretty much my entire life. I love babies. Not to sound creepy, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> love babies. But I mean, it's easily the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Like, keeping a human, human being alive for the most part. And, uh, but it's, it's super rewarding. So definitely. And it's a mini you. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see a lot of similarities already, but, uh, it's, it's like the, like your schedule right. is completely revolved around, you know, nap time, you know, how they're feeling, blah, blah, blah. So it's definitely less, I don't want to say freedom in like a despair, but you have right. less autonomy. So, yeah. Cause it's which not has just been your cool. life anymore. No, nah, hell know? no. 
and it's cool because it's like i do better when i'm just hanging out at the crib with the fam so yeah. keeps me out of trouble so there's that knock on wood he was a good sleeper and uh yeah, or is important. a good is a good sleeper so i just know so i was child number two so i just know our next one we're in we're in for some trouble for sure oh i'm sure on yeah the second you got one. lucky the first time i know but. <laughs> i know so but now it's been great uh yeah. And my mom lives down the street and her folks aren't far from us. So they've been, but our, our childcare, which is nice. Cause that shit gets super expensive. Yeah. But, uh, I know everything costs money. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been great. And, and, uh, as far as fighting goes, so like someone asked me that I think in Vegas before my, my last fight, they're like, is your life, like, do you take fighting like your, your training any more serious? And I feel like my training hasn't trained, hasn't changed at all. Cause like I already took it as seriously as I could and, and having a kid never really right. made me any, cause it was already all in at that point. But so that hasn't really changed my, you know, my philosophy and, you know, my intensity, but definitely real life has, is not remotely the same as what it was, but it's all for the better. Right. So if you weren't fighting, what do you think you'd be doing? Did you have anything else that <sighs> like if I never got into it or mm-hmm. for when I'm done or both, I guess. Maybe both, but I'm so. maybe more so like if you never got into like, was there anything else that because I know when we started, you were saying how there's other things, too, that you like, not just fighting. I, I don't want to burn you out with the with the fight. No, no, it's all good. That's a <laughs> fucking great question. Oh, thank you. I don't know. So like when I was younger, so my I grew up doing golf course maintenance, like landscaping on the golf course. That's what my father does. And I worked for him like. I want to say I was like 12 or 13, which is definitely not legal as far as child labor laws go. <laughs> I think I was 12 when I first started work, like raking bunkers, which is like the sand traps on a golf course and filling the divots. And I always wanted to get into that shit when I was younger. And then when I actually started doing it for work, I was like, nah, fuck this shit. Because it's hard. You got to yeah. wake up stupid early, a lot of manual labor. And it's like, especially at nice, at nice clubs, like the members are super cunty there and it's a thankless fucking job. So probably wouldn't be doing that i honestly don't know i probably i really don't Does your know dad still do that yeah he still okay. does he, he loves that shit which is which is good for him because most people hate their jobs that's yeah. what I, the older i get the more i realize most people hate doing what they spend the most time on yep. which sucks and i'm a blessed man that i don't share that but um i don't know i don't know what i would be doing i probably something that was in the blue collar field if i had to guess right. maybe hvac or electrical yeah. But for the post is I've been it's it's kind of random, but I've been obsessed with uh, with buying land and raising cattle like cattle ranching. Cool. Yeah. So are you, you're not a vegan, are you? No, but I like to try to be. Really? Yeah. Do you, so you don't eat steak at all? OK, so sometimes <laughs> your worst like, vegan so my, ever, my mom was like is on and off vegan vegetarian for years like mm-hmm. since I was younger. So I didn't eat meat until I was. God, I don't know, maybe 13 or 14. Really? Yeah, so like I didn't even really no go shit. through like through puberty for a while. Like I was like stick thin, you could see my bones because I didn't eat meat. I think No was, protein, I guess. Yeah, like no protein, only would eat beans. And then I Beans. Oh my, my god. My first beans meat, only diet? Yes, I think my first meat that I had was like a McDonald's fish fillet or something. Fillet fish, whatever they're called. I loved it and I never turned back. <laughs> yeah. So I eat a shitload of steak. So like I got a uh like, do you know what a Traeger is? It's a pellet smoker. It's like a grill and it runs off like these little pellets and okay. it's like, sm- so I smoke a bunch of meat, uh-huh. not to sound provocative, but, um, so yeah. So, so I you eat wanna, a shitload. So you want to eat the cattle? Yeah. Like I want, so. Well, good thing I'm mostly, not a vegan. <laughs> yeah. Mostly that, but like, I was like, God, that'd be so cool. And 
Like I mean, their, that, their regenerative gonna, farming if, shit is yeah. cool to me. Like, if you're I think gonna that, do it, I feel like that's like. I mean, people say that's the best way is to yeah, get hell your yeah, own get your own meat. shit. Yeah. And it's like there's definitely issues with with factory farming and shit. And I don't want to be like a hypocrite saying that because because I eat meat, but I try to source my shit to where yeah. it's relatively humane as as humane as possible. Right. But yeah, that's kind of like I like the regenerative farming. I probably start off with cattle and then maybe pigs and ch- I actually have chickens at my crib now. Really? Yeah. So we get. We have eight chickens. We get like I don't like six to eight or not like six ish eggs a day. Awesome. When they're, yeah. So do so they taste after, different? Like than the store. I think it's placebo. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm sure. They definitely have like darker yolks than mm-hmm. so. But um, so are they yeah. organic chicken eggs? I don't know if it'd be considered organic. Okay. Like what is what does Maybe that I'll mean have to for buy animal? my eggs from you? <laughs> my chicken eggs. Yeah, I always. So I guess like. Well, there's no. I've never given them antibiotics, so okay. they, I, they'd probably they they would be considered organic, I yeah. guess. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. Yeah, I'm gonna have to think about that. I really am curious what I would be doing if I wasn't fighting yeah. right now. Well, I feel I feel like that's a good. I feel like that would be a good kind of like once you're older, you settle down, like living on your farm. Kind what of would thing. you be doing? So you wanted to be in the FBI? Why did you have to turn it? That's on me? so. <laughs> I had no idea. Do you have you? So you have a degree? Yeah. So from, I got you go? my a bunch of places. So I started CCBC. Okay. And then I went to Notre Dame of Maryland. Mm-hmm. No, no, backtrack. CCBC Mercyhurst, which is in Erie, Pennsylvania. Hated it. Like total homebody. I, mm. I, I really think I went to kind of like escape a bad relationship, which like it did help with that. But I was only there for. One semester, couldn't stand it. My mom forced me to stay, though. And it taught me a lot. But after that, I came back, went to Notre Dame of Maryland, hated it because it felt like a private school. I don't do well with that. Then I went to Stevenson, which I loved. Mm. Um, did a transfer, got in there, finished out there, got my bachelor's degree in criminal justice. And then I started to get my master's um, in crime scene investigation and then I became an OnlyFans star. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> More freedom in that. That's great. Yeah, you know, if I wasn't doing this, I would assume that I'd be going down that path because that was I was never really good in school and the whole crime scene stuff, even now, like show wise, just everything that I feel like interests me the most is Things related to that, but, and I liked the aspect that you could travel around and it wasn't just like sitting down. Like right. I wanted to do, like I wanted to be at the crime scenes. But now that I look back on it, like I don't know if I'd be able to handle that. What, just seeing blood and guts yeah, and shit? Yeah, I don't know. Like It'd be I sometimes, gross as fuck probably. Yeah, and I know that you kind of get used to it, but I feel like that might gross me the fuck out. And I feel like, I don't know, the world is like a pretty scary place and I feel like I realize that more and more every day. So, are you paranoid? You said that your front door is barricaded <laughs> with a chair, with my couch chair that used yeah. to be in here. But yeah, that's my honestly, that's I kind defense. of am. Yeah, that's how my wife is. Also, like it's whenever scary. I'm not there, she she bugs mm-hmm. out, puts a chair in front of the door. It's scary, and that's the thing is like obviously, right now it's just me. But I feel like if I did live with like Brandon or something, I would get really used to that, and I would be more even more scared because then like the nights that if he weren't there and stuff like that. Damn, so chasing feds. It's probably hard to get a job with the FBI, mm-hmm. right? Well, that was the other thing. So I started being in Brandon's videos. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you pretty much know my personality. It's just I say whatever and do whatever. And I remember hearing a story of a girl that was just like very proper and good girl. Didn't get into the FBI 
because I think she she said her timing was off on when she the last time she said she smoked weed was something bizarre, but they didn't let her in. And I was like, okay, so I have no fucking chance of getting in because of the way I speak publicly online. Unless they're gonna make me some like undercover person, right. I You'd don't be think great that, at that. Yeah, I so, would be good soliciting at that. men. Mm-hmm. You'd be fucking knocking them off. Yeah, left I would. and right. Oh, there we go. That's an exit strategy yeah. right there. Maybe, maybe the FBI's got to be desperate that. too. It's yeah. hard to get a job, or it's hard to find people who want to work law enforcement. That's crazy. I so yeah. I was. I guess it was Brandon's episode. I was listening to that. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah, it's so it's they drug crazy. test probably pretty yeah. hard then, right? And I don't do anything like that, so that I wasn't concerned about that. But it was more so my online presence. And I mean, honestly, when Claudia and I decided to stop the podcast, there was like a two like two days that I was like, my life is over. Really? Genuinely. Yeah, because I we didn't stop. And then I was like, oh, I'll take it over. Like it was right. like a, it took, I think maybe, what was it like two days to really decide? Maybe I'll do this on my own. So and I really- you're just I, getting burnt out from the, or yeah, same so old like, shit, I guess. We had, when we started, she was single and we were traveling together. And when Claudia was single, she was just a fun, fun old time. She loved to drink. Loved She's to a buzzkill now? She's a buzzkill. No, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. She's she's happy in her relationship, and I we don't really drink anymore. Or go out, and we were doing that a lot before, so we had these stories to tell, mm. and it was fun, and it was kind of like a a girl talk right. type of thing. Just and, the the well ran dry lid on it. Yeah, and when you say I actually gave up drinking, like I want to say I'm going on two months. It's and I was definitely I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Like I can stop at any time. Like nine weeks out from a fight, I, I never drink. Right. Well, that's not entirely true. I've had like a glass of red wine, but never before six weeks. I'll tell you what, the booze is like definitely the enemy of my progress. So a hundred percent. And I love, and I'm not trying to sound judgy or anything because I love getting hammered, but it's like, Oh, I do too. There's that feeling is a great feeling, Mm -hmm. but it's the aftermath for me. And then, I mean, I work out all the time. So if I, if I drink, I do not make it to the gym the next day or two. And it's, it's annoying. It does. Yeah. The hangover suck, especially the, the older you get, but yeah, it's fucking, uh, yeah, I want to say I'm close. To, I might never go back, to be honest. You shouldn't. I don't uh, really drink anymore. I've like, been smoking a bunch all. of weed to compensate for it. I can't do that either. I, I get, get very paranoid. nauseous and paranoid, yes. From smoking, you get yes. nauseous? Really? Like, to the point where I could throw up. On the table? On the table. Like, I could barely walk the You should the smoke during this episode, then. Make for Why? good Why? So I could I <laughs> yeah, get yak on the table. The old vom. That would absolute, absolutely get you some views there. Girl throws up in the After middle of the show. Yeah, hell yeah. No, it does. I mean, we just so fucking strong these days. <laughs> yeah. that I got a low tolerance, so I like got to ease into it. But I think it depends on the person, though. I think some people it kind of like eases stress and it makes you feel good. I don't I never I mean, since I was young, I tried it in high school and the same thing happened. And I get this weird thing that I I know every time three minutes goes by. Really? Yes. Like I'll yeah, tap my phone and it's always three minutes after. It freaks me out. Yeah, that's fucking I much strange. rather get wasted on tequila really make stupid Ugh. decisions have my alter ego psychotic person come out for a few hours and then you just like for me anyway like so i go to the gym all the time high and and productive like i kind of have the reverse i know a lot of people who smoke weed and are super lazy obviously mm-hmm. not everything's for everyone but i'm like i'll get so self-conscious if i don't do the shit that i'm supposed to be doing if i'm high that i'll like it'll almost force me to not be lazy but uh hmm. but if i have one beer well, I can't really have one beer. That's an issue with me. It's like, it's all or nothing. But if That's I have one. That's how I am with sugar. Yeah. If I have <laughs> one beer, yeah, I'm very similar in that regard. I just know that I'm like, if I'm supposed to work out, that it's not going to happen. Right. Definitely not. But 
Yeah, to each their own, I guess. You like tequila, though? That shit's fucking gnarly. The re- I don't like the taste of it, but I like the way it makes me feel. It makes me just the craziest version of myself, which I <laughs> which I love. That that girl is just... I mean, that's the thing is I feel like growing up, I always had so much confidence, just like naturally. And then as I've gotten older, I always overthink things now. And it's just so fucking annoying because I remember there was a point where I didn't care. And then when I drink alcohol, it's like that girl comes back out and I like that girl. I just wish she would always be there without alcohol. Yeah, I just fucking... I do... I have no control over myself. Yeah, I tend to to irritate the ones that I love or that love me most mm-hmm. whenever I'm I'm super hammered. So. I do that too. That's why and honestly that was one of the reasons I stopped. And like there's times too where I'll go with Brandon and he's like, "Oh, like have a glass of wine with me or you're going to drink." And I was like, "No." And I was like, "You remember how I act when I get drunk? You don't that girl should not come out." Like cuz that's what I noticed too is I don't really like the way I act towards him or the people that I care about like I've said this a million times but Claudia never gets the wrath of me she's like the one person that never experiences the bad side but everyone else they should just beware do you get depressed when you drink the day after yeah really bad the, the blues mm-hmm. I'm like a, I'm kind of a depressive person I've had issues with it in the past and like if I'm in that kind of it comes and goes but if I ha- if I'm feeling down and I drink it's like 100% becomes self-medicating yeah. and fucking woe is me which is not useful you know what i'm no. saying it's not it's not good for me so yeah i might just never go back honestly and i was i just i was at my homie's boxing match at uh where was it? maryland live mm-hmm. like whenever a couple months ago and i was having a few beers and i just woke up the next day i was like yeah i think i'm fucking over this shit and then that was pretty yeah, much that i think that it's really fun in the moment but like the aftermath is just not worth it at all like by any means i I haven't done it in a while. I don't care for it, but I can't deny it's a good time. Yeah, fucking right. Like I said, I love getting hammered. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. We can think of I know. I always say, like, I wish there was a pill that I could take that would alcohol be... Alcohol pill? Yeah, but then you With don't no get... no hangover? Yep. I mean, imagine that. <sighs> That'd be pretty nice. I can't remember who said it. It's a great quote of, there's no biological free lunch. So like you drink coffee, you crash, mm-hmm. you fucking, you know, you do Somali, there's a roll off behind it, you get drunk and you get hung over. It's like, right. it's a nice reminder, you know, exactly karma, you know, yep. in a, in a sense, you like Buddhism at all? Speaking of karma, do you follow any, I do. any Buddhism? Yeah. I actually got a couple books on it. Yeah. Not too long Do you remember ago. which ones? No. They were Amazon <laughs> yeah, books that I read. Good. It was, I can say it was all by the same guy, but he was like, I don't know his name. It was actually really good though. Cause I have a brain that can't really understand things easily. <laughs> <laughs> so like I need things broken down yeah. to really understand. And Cliff I like notes. Like, no, like they need to just, they need to say word for word what they mean. Like I can't read a sentence that doesn't make sense. Right. Because like I somebody, think most people can't read sentences no, that don't make sense. No, listen, <laughs> like Brandon is super smart. Like he can like read something so complex and understand it. Whereas me, I need it to be like written very Synthesize? Clear. Yes. Yeah. So fighting has brought me down to a bunch of different, you know, philosophy. When we were talking about earlier that I'm interested in a bunch of different shit. And definitely none of the, none of the metaphysical shit in Buddhism because there is some weird shit that goes along with certain schools. But like... From sheer, what they'll call like secular Buddhism or whatever, sheer philosophical like guidelines, I guess, for a good life. I've I've paid attention to it less the last few years, but I got into it like hard, hard, like two or three years ago. And there, like you said, there's a lot of good books on it, a lot of good podcasts on it. I don't even know how the fuck, I guess karma is how this came up. Yeah. But 
Yeah. Do you pay attention to philosophy at all? I do. So I'm very into... So I grew up... Well, no, I grew up Jewish and then kind of converted to Christianity because my mom decided to. Mm. So I grew up like with all of that stuff and I never wanted to do it because I always say she's going to be listening and I'm not like that I say this, but she forced me to go to church in high school. And like, obviously, when you're in high school, that's the last thing you want to do is wake Mm -hmm. up on Sunday morning after you got wasted to go listen to a pastor speak so i didn't and i got all these bible verses tattooed on my body like fuck i had like 10 of them i have a cross tattoo and i'm like not religious at all yeah That's my i first have tattoo. a cross too Regrets. and it's just well i don't regret it because let me tell you i like i think that some of the the quotes i guess they're not called quotes but some of the quotes in the bible i think are really good and they have a lot of meaning yeah there's there's a lot of wisdom in yeah, that book and i think that i really think that with every religion though there's something that you could pick out from each one that you're like, okay, I can relate to that. Or that's a good thing to live by. But I feel like I focus on, I would say being a good person, but like I'm not always a good person. But I try to do the right thing. And I'm just trying to grow within myself. And I like to lean on different books and philosophies and psychology and all of that stuff to help me learn to be a better person. And like I said, I feel like I've changed a lot. Like I feel like there was a point where I felt like I didn't need any books for help. And now I feel like I need help to just flourish more as a person. So that's kind of... What's your favorite book that you've ever read? Oh my God, I don't like to read that much. So um, my favorite book, I don't know. I've read a lot of self-help. I will tell you that I I prefer self-help books over... Like fiction? You don't read fiction at all? Mm -mm. I recently read, I think last year I finished the the Harry Potter uh, series. Mm Mm-hmm. That shit is dope. It makes sense. So you sense like that, to read? Yeah, yeah, I read Good quite a bit. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, not me. So, but you should read the book, The I prefer, Alchemist. I don't know oh if you. Oh my god, I have it ever, upstairs. That's I didn't my like favorite. It. That's my really. Well, I, I only did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I only did maybe the first. Mm. It's a short read. It is. I think I only read the first five pages. So you're telling me I should go back and finish Fuck it. Fuck yeah. That okay. book is great. Now I'll finish. It's upstairs. It's like the only book yeah, I kept. That one's dope. Uh, that's probably my favorite. But uh, yeah, that's that's got great oh, the metaphors in there. Okay. You know, but Will I understand that? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. It's like real. Like honestly, like a middle schooler could read it, I think. But it's, okay. it's about finding vocation and shit like that. I gotta so. get this bug. If you see him, get him. I'm not sure if I got him. Well, he, he's a Dwight. Slow, but... slow reflexes there. <laughs> I know. I see he flies by. Damn, you got the speakers up there? That's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Bluetooth? Yeah, my house speakers, yeah. Damn. This is a dope setup over this here. Ca- that came out. with the house. This fixture in? No, the speakers. The, the fixture oh, I got word. myself. Picked it out from Home Depot. That's my favorite store. Is it? Yep. I'm torn with Home Depot. They got the good stuff and it's not that expensive. Yeah. Compared to other places. I'm a big crate and barrel guy, believe it or not. Now that shit's yeah. expensive. Hell yeah. We got this. After I won my debut, I, we bought a, uh, a dope-ass bar cart and a sick acacia wood dining room table. I was literally eyeing those bitches up for like two years. Yeah. And then bam, one. They're that was nice. the first. Hey, yeah, fucking right. Yeah. Yep, big home decor guy, believe it or not. I'm all about that shit. So you're a man of just like many interests, it seems like. Yeah, what is it? Renaissance man? That's what I try. I think that's like a well, okay, well-rounded. I could be term. wrong. So That sounds right. Yeah, right. Someone who's... Yeah, I try to be, you know, broad in my yeah. interests. That's cool, though. Yeah, it keeps you on your toes. Open, it does. Open-minded. It does. Yeah, you're going to have to. If you become the female Rogan, you're going to have to be a woman of many interests. I know. And I really am becoming that. And that's the thing, too. Well, that's what, going back to what I was saying, there was really that two-day period that I really thought that, like, okay, so 
my naked body is online. I'm never going to get another job. And I no longer have a podcast with my best friend. So I, I literally felt like I hit rock bottom. You really think OnlyFans cancels you for future employment? Tucker. I don't know. Because I feel like... <laughs> so from what I... So granted, like my my understanding of the workplace is is blue collar folk. But Americans are, America as a country is having a hard time finding employees in like every sector. Right? That's true. I just, you know... You should be based off... Judged off your credentials, not off of... That's true. But you know how they, I only say that because you know when we were like getting out of high school, everybody was changing their names on Facebook because they Mm -hmm. didn't want the college or, you know, the colleges to see them with alcohol. So I feel like jobs are probably the same way. I'm sure I could, I'm sure I could find a job that would be willing. After COVID, the workforce is fucked. No one wants to work anymore. Yeah. So it's like, you could find, not saying that you have to. Imagine how beat, sorry to cut you off, but imagine how beat like a real job would be right now. Oh, I know. But that was the other thought I had. I was like sitting there thinking, what the fuck am I going to do? And I mean, even now, like I do this, I'd say this is full time that we're doing. I mean, we talk every day. We're filming like a couple times a week, but we're not making any money from it yet. Like it's just solely we're just right. building it. But which is I'm fine with it's like the I'm, startup yeah, phase of a company. You know? But I'm passionate about it and I like it. And, you know, I feel like the reason kind of all of this happened was because I've been doing OnlyFans for almost two years now I think and obviously I've done well from it but I think when I started like I was saying I was a very different person like I just didn't care I mean since I was young I just I've never been modest I just didn't give a fuck and now it's like the first time I'm in like a really healthy good relationship and it's you know we're going on two years and I don't like doing it anymore you know and it's just not my thing the only fans yeah so you're bouncing yeah like it just doesn't it brings me more de- depression I would say and just annoyance than it does making me happy it's kind of like social media people are so much more sad these days I no, feel it like is. and it's like just life is a fucking dick swinging contest mm-hmm. you know and it's like look at me I'm doing better than you and I'm gonna let you know when everyone's yeah. sad at the end of the day you know what I'm saying or most of those folks are it, I feel, it makes us worse yeah but social media does not does not help at all and I think I think, too, I feel like that could be another reason why, like, I feel like I've lost myself, like, who I really am, because it's this constant comparison game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I try to tell myself, like, all the time, just be yourself. But, yeah, I mean, the goal before was for the podcast to eventually, hopefully, replace the OnlyFans thing. And then it didn't go in that direction. So when we decided to stop, I was like, I'm fucked. I just had no idea. What I was going to do. And then when I decided to do this, it originally started where I was like, yeah, I could interview people and I didn't really think much into it. And then, you know, we just started brainstorming ideas. And that's kind of when I was like, I want to take this further than just interviewing people I know. Like I want it to be people from all different walks of life. And, you know, I want I also want to open up to a new audience. Like like I said before, it was a lot. It was mainly like females, like young, probably I'd say like, I don't know, maybe 17 to mid 20s. And now it's like, you know, doing one like this and then doing an episode with Jason with Afghanistan. I feel like hopefully that can diversify. Yeah. And break most of your following has got to be dudes, though. Right. Okay, so it was. But not Mm -hmm. ever since the podcast. I feel like it's been females. Yes. Which does not help you. But like your Instagram has got to be mostly dudes. Really? Is there a way to find that out? Mm -hmm. You can look at the analytics, which it used to be 50 50. And now I only have like 30 percent men. Really? Uh huh. But it makes sense because it. It goes hand in hand. Like with the OnlyFans, you can 
keep track too of like obviously the numbers of everything and a I lot can of girls tell. buy your shit on OnlyFans. i've had a few but i think that they a look at dozen. i think that they look at it no not even that much maybe 10 total mm. over the last two years but i feel like they look at it because they want inspiration of like making their own kind of <laughs> their own only fans yeah because yeah, i've done that too like i'll look at like lana Rhodes or other bigger girls and see what they're posting because you, you run out of ideas okay like yeah, it's I gotta don't be hard to be original right yeah, I'm probably not original. The one thing that, that, that this is actually kind of funny because I feel like you probably wouldn't assume that this is on there. I'll just give you some humor. But there's this guy that's on there and he's really into um, having girls like dominate him, like just talk horribly about him, right? Yikes. So, they teach their own, I guess. So. Yes. Good so for listen, him. so this is what this guy's into. And he asked me to send him this video of me just like screaming at him, okay? <laughs> like a selfie video, nothing crazy. And I do it and he responds like so happy saying that he's asked like 20 different OnlyFans girls to do it that are like pro dominatrix girls. And I'm the first one that like nailed it. He paid it. you to do it? Yeah, like 200 bucks. Just $200 for, to just yell at him? Like yeah, for a selfie video, like two minute video. I'm in the wrong fucking business. Yeah, I you feel are. Like. <laughs> I'm about to be on OnlyFans at the end of this day. But it's, Good it's Lord. It's crazy though because... I mean, I feel like in that sense, maybe I'm more original than I thought because he's been asking these professional dominatrix chicks, but they can't they can't nail the the insults like I can. Can I ask you questions about OnlyFans? All right, yeah. so like, I got what is the genesis? Like, how did it start? So I was posting like I feel like I'm like I mean I show my body online, um, even on Instagram. Like I feel like I was always in like either my underwear or bathing suits. And before Brandon and I started dating, we were just kind of hanging out. He was like instead of posting you and your underwear on your stories on Instagram. Do it. This is when OnlyFans like first started getting big. He was like, why don't you post it on OnlyFans, get paid for it? So it started kind of like lingerie, sports bra. I know I have a few unna- unnamed buddies who are investors and on your page. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I figure that. I, I always know or figure that there's definitely a good amount of people that have seen it, which... I don't care. I try to think too, like when I post, like would I care if the world saw this? Probably not. And that's the thing too. Like I know I look good. I just think it's, I want to be more than just the OnlyFans chick, you know? And I I know I can be because I'm cool and I have a cool (laughs) personality and I'm going to fucking kill it. I'm going to be Devorah Rogan. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's pretty vulnerable there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So how does it go from like lingerie to like booty hole pictures? (laughs) How does that, is it just the carrot of people you know throwing what? money at you, I guess? I think what happens is you start to see the numbers going down. Right. And so then you're like, we got to get a them little up. bit and, more ratchet. And now I'm at a point um, that it's, did you get them? No, I'm too slow. <laughs> now I'm at a point where it's just like, they just keep going down. So it's like, there's really nothing else I can do. And I, I don't do, full disclosure, I don't do any like porn type shit at all. Um, Would you ever? If no. the price If the price was right? No. What if like Brazzers came with like $3 million for it would have to be more five than scenes? No. No? Three, three mil is a no-go? Like $100 million, sure. For five scenes? Mm-hmm. I'll do a whole sex tape for $100 million, But if you're not offering me that, no. I'd probably fucking do some shady shit for $3 million bucks, to be <laughs> honest. Depending. I mean, look, it, I think what happened was that... Well, the other thing was then I when I first started, I didn't have my boobs done yet. And then I got my boobs done and I was like, okay, now I really don't care because they're plastic anyway. Right. And like guys were that was like kind of a it's funny because when I look back sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, like there was a point where I thought it was like a big deal to wear like a see through top. 
And now it's just not the extreme end yeah. of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I think it's dope that you're open about it, though. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't care. I, look, I wouldn't have what I have if it wasn't for that. And I, I'll never be the kind of person that when I am out of it, I'm like, oh my god, I regret doing it. I should have done it because it was who I am, and I feel like I, I am confident enough to do it, and I do it well. But it's gotten to a point where I don't enjoy it anymore. It does. It's in like. Like this, I like to come down here and use my brain to like mm-hmm. memorize questions or think of questions and learn about people that I don't really know much about or what they do. But with OnlyFans, like I have no motivation to fucking put on lingerie that I don't even give a fuck how I look in it. Like I don't even, I have no motivation. Like I don't care. Like I don't care for these men to see me. I just don't fucking care anymore. Like it really at this point, it's not even like I do it because I need the money because I need this. Like I, I want to get this going. this going yeah but if i didn't have to do it i wouldn't do you have like a patreon for the podcast yet i don't like patreon yeah have you ever used them before yes i was thinking about doing it for Let my me podcast tell you why. talking rounds by the way i don't think i mentioned my yeah podcast. i'm gonna link it anyway right, don't worry i, I gotcha but so julie listens to a podcast on patreon yeah. that she likes but i which tried- one is it Tim okay yeah. word that's awesome thanks all right my food he's the <laughs> comedian yeah. nice mm-hmm so I was doing it for more workout content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just thinking that this guy is probably thinking, what the fuck are these, guys, <laughs> these people doing? Um, but yeah, I did it for workout content. But the reason I didn't like it is because they don't allow you to just upload a workout video. Like they make you buy a subscription to something called Vimeo or like they yeah, make yeah, you yeah. upload it on I YouTube. I remember Vimeo, yeah. yeah. That's what Rogan used to be on like way, way, way back in the day. Yeah, so when I would upload my workout videos to that and then to Patreon, it would dumb down the quality. So mm. it was just like, it would be so much better if I could just upload the workout video and be like, here you go. So I hated it. But you can was- just have people throw you dough on there, no? Right? Or no. if like you you can do like extra content for podcast. I haven't looked much well, into it. Well, now you know they have that for Instagram, I think. That you can, people can pay for, um, is it extra stories? I think you can do like a subscription to see. Really? Yeah. Which is easier because it's all in one app. They should. I, I like that better. Yeah, that sounds dope. But I don't know. I mean, I kind of posted there when I did have the Patreon, I would do some bonus episodes. They were short, but just with me and Claudia. Did um, you guys make money off, off that show? If you don't mind me asking. Yes. So we that was kind of like another reason we got out of it. But when we first started, we signed with a company who completely ripped us off. The yeah. only good thing we got out of it was that we got to, got well. It wasn't a free trip to LA; it was free stay. But that was you fun. Had to play for pay for the plane and we shit. We paid for the plane, but we were you know Logan Paul mm-hmm. and Mike Malak and stuff. I mean, I know of them. Yeah, I'm not homies with them. But. Well, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we we got to meet them, and so yeah. so that was cool. It was a really cool weekend. We'll never forget it. But so that was the only thing we got good out of that company, and then we dropped. We dropped them because we we made no we were doing so many brand deals and we made no money from it. And so then, you're just getting free shit, I guess. Kind of, but not even like we were doing these ads in the middle of the podcast, and they were like telling us, "Okay, in a month you're going to get paid," and then we never got paid. Mm, so we stopped with them, and then we signed with a new company who was legit, but in my opinion, I think we were getting gypped. Like we were not making what we should be. Like we pull in decent views on YouTube, mm-hmm. if you ask me, for a podcast. And I think they were selling us out for like 300 bucks an ad when it should be like, I wouldn't even accept that on my main YouTube channel, which I don't even post on. Yeah. So I guess the way to do it is just have advertisers pay you, right? Yeah, That's so like the most lucrative way. Yeah. To do it, I suppose. And YouTube pays you too. So like if you're getting good, a good amount of views, you'll get paid through Google. 
Mm. Um, so like, I mean, it's not much unless you're getting a, like hundreds well, and thousands yeah. or millions, but it's, it's a little bit. And then, yeah, the best thing is to have a company that brings in different ads for you mm. and like they buy spots in your show. So you can do like anywhere, I'd say anywhere from like one to three um, ads an episode and then they'll pay you for that ad spot. And it's usually like 60 seconds to two minutes. But we Damn. were getting, we were getting paid, but it was only like, maybe like 4K a month or something. And that was split. So it was like 2,000, right. which like. Hard to live off of just Impossible. That, I guess. Yeah. You know, so it's like, and honestly, we weren't even doing well, it's it. better than nothing though. It is better than you nothing. Know, we and don't make shit on our show yet, but we right. got small, small yeah. numbers, but. I mean, it's, it was one of those things that it was good because we were able to get all of our supplies from it and, you know, it was stuff like that, which is great and like our camera, but. They gave you these mics? No, no, no. Like we were able to use the ad money oh, for this. Kind of, so it wasn't right, like personal. Right. Reinvest. Yep. So, so yeah, and I got my cool little setup, but this, this came from my own money, this table and these chairs. So got to, got to keep racking it in on OnlyFans for now. Fuck it. You know, just for a little bit longer, I guess. Yep. And then I, then I hired my producer, Julie, and here we are. Julie, chilling. Yeah. Just she, yeah, she, <laughs> she listens and monitors and, and does her thing. But there you go. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool, though. It's definitely, it's a fun life. I don't regret anything, and I, I love all of it, even the stuff that I don't really love. But, you know, it's just, it is what it is for now. Hell yeah. But, well, probably a good spot to cut it, right? Yeah, I think we're good. Unless there was anything else you wanted to talk about. No, not really. Ground Control Owings Mills, come check us out. Yeah, you know? and your podcast, Talking Grounds. Talking Rounds, yeah, mostly right? talking, talking about. Talking Rounds. Yep, Got Talking it. Rounds at a round table, so. That's, my, that's my, my partner wants to get on the YouTube bed, but I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of fucking negativity on that. You know, it is because you can read a lot of haters. There is. And you, it opens you up to the comment section, which is not unless you turn yeah. it off. It's, I avoid the old the comments. Yeah, it's, it, I wouldn't rude. read them. Even like yeah. so I learned so, so dragging on. No, you're but fine. The contender series fights like even fights that I won. You know what yeah. I'm saying? People, saying? people just you're there's no pleasing them. talking mad shit. You know what I'm saying? Is that stuff that you hear that's like live of people talking no, about it? No, I was just fucking like, reading comments, comments like an okay. idiot, but now I don't read that shit Where Where's their comments on it? Like just different websites? Like on the UFC's something? Instagram, okay, they'll like post to the winner or whatever, like post right. it and be like, whatever, Tucker won. And they're, you know, dog shit performance. And it's like, ever since then, it's like... You just, just can't read them. Next. Like who the fuck would even do that? You know what I'm saying? People that are miserable. Yeah, gotta be super miserable yeah. with their lives. Yeah. Assholes. But, but yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that definitely... YouTube opens up to that. But I think sometimes, like I was saying, I think for us... It kind of makes sense because people like to watch. And right. I mean, I got it already pretty, had it established, too, yeah, which is good. I got a pretty setup here. So it's like people yeah. like to see. And yeah, I think so. there's some people that like the visual. And then there's the people that just, you know, want to listen in the car. Right. Or Transit. Whatever. You, like yours, me. I like to listen to. And it was like I was saying, I, I turned on in the car. And then when I came in, I was going to turn it off. But I was actually yeah, into it. So I did noise. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was That's good. Awesome. I listened. So but yeah. Ground Control Owings Mills. We're right on Owings Mills Boulevard in Town. Come Talking get trained rounds. by the best, Yeah, right? Tuesdays and Thursday mornings. So I'm telling you, you should come in. We could talk okay. more off air, but yeah. get a free trial. So Claudia was supposed to come in, but bluffed hard. I so know, she's a bluff. Fickle. Yep. A fickle individual. We'll have to come in for sure. I need to learn some moves because I need yeah. to defend myself. Well, say less. All right, gotcha. sounds good. Well, thank you. I'm glad that I got to have you on. Yep, thanks for having me on.